Hey there everyone, Tyler Pyburn here from WeNeedAVacation.com and this is the Vacation Rental Homeowner Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we've got a full house in here. We've got the whole, the gang's all here as they say basically. I've got Jim Reese to my left sitting directly across from me. I have Elizabeth Whedon as well as Joan Talmadge. The whole crew is here and today we brought everybody in to really talk about fees and what are they what's going on in the industry you know last time we had our podcast uh, Jim and I actually talked about just the trends in the industry itself and to kind of take that a next step we'll probably be doing these more often to, to break down some of the overarching topics and one of the topics Jim and I touched upon is the communication between homeowners and vacationers and part of that is this whole notion of a vacationer fee a booking fee a service fee we've heard it called several different things but really what the heck are they? So first off, welcome in everybody. How are you guys doing today? Just doing great. Great <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Awesome. So we're talking about fees. Jim, I'm going to turn to you first and kind of set the stage a little bit as to what are these. I mean, we call them booking fees. When we hear booking fee, what are they? What do we mean by them? Yeah, and they do have different names, as you mentioned, booking fee, traveler fee, I think maybe the thing that would really get to people is the service fee. It really, they're all interchangeable, but the service fee, because it's not a fee that goes towards a the homeowner. It's a fee on top of the booking, the on top of the rental rate that you as a vacationer choose. And there's a percentage fee on top of that booking rate that goes to the listing site. So I'll give some examples of the sites that we've seen, that we've worked with, uh, that we've seen our competitors, HomeAway, VRBO, they have booking fees that can range anywhere from 5 to um, 5 to 12%. Um, you have sites like Airbnb, FlipKey, TripAdvisor, those fees can range from 6 to 16%. Uh, there are caps on HomeAway and VRBO that go up to 499 and these other sites no cap. So you're talking 16% of your rental rate. You may have a budget of a certain rate and you get a 16% hit on top of that. So it's just something that vacationers need to be aware of. And that is scary. I mean, I'm not a homeowner myself. I'm in a room with two homeowners, but I'm not a homeowner myself. As a vacationer, I think to myself, I'm spending $2,000 a week, $3,000 a week, sometimes $5,000 a week. I'm not spending personally five grand a week, but if you, maybe if you want something a little bit higher end or you want something a little larger, you're spending a lot of money there. And Jim, you mentioned something right there, and I want to turn to you, Joan, on this. You mentioned it, it might not necessarily be hitting the homeowner. Joan, these fees on other sites, I mean, you deal with the homeowners all the time, every single day. They do affect the homeowners, their pricing, how they have to price their home because they might have to bring it down or something like that. I mean, this these fees, while they're not necessarily paying the fee, the vacationer is technically paying the fee, it is having an, an indirect effect on the homeowner, isn't it? Yes, and you know, you mentioned that the um, vacationer has, has a budget and if they are looking in a certain price range and they find a house that they really like and they say well you know this might be a little high for me but i'll i'll do it if if it um you know it looks like a really nice home um, and then they go to book it and they find that they're being charged another couple of hundred dollars for the service fee just to use the the website and and book it um and 
then it starts to be a little bit more out of their price range and they might decide to look elsewhere uh, for something else. So, you know, ultimately it can hurt the homeowner who, you know, understands that, that you know, this is a fair price for my home and I really don't want to decrease it just because the vacationer has to pay an extra fee, not to me, but to the booking site. I would just add, I, I totally agree with what Joan's saying, and I would just add that it also makes it difficult for the homeowner to charge any fees of their own, which are perfectly legitimate, such as a, a pet fee or a cleaning fee or linens or something. I mean, it's really difficult when you have, I mean, I'm a homeowner, and when I have a vacationer's interested in my home, and they always ask what the rent is, and are there any additional fees, and if I have to sit there and list three or four different fees, that's a turnoff. I mean, as Joan said, right off the bat, it's it's a financial issue. They, you know, in some cases, it makes them not be able to afford that home that they had had their heart set on, but in other ways, it directly impacts the homeowner because they're it, they're not able to charge fees that they normally would. So, Joan, I kind of want to come back to you on this one, and this is how are they doing this? And we can all chime in on this, but how is HomeAway, Airbnb, and FlipKey, how are they doing this? In other words, they put it on here. They've got this, you know, this online booking fee, essentially. That's really what it is. I mean, you go through their site, the service fee, you want the vacationer to go quick and dirty, go right through the process. Great, I'm booking the home right away. How are they doing this? Because I think the big piece that's lost in all of this is the whole communication thing, which we'll, we definitely want to dive into. Um, how are they doing it? It's because they can. Um, the It all really started with Airbnb. I think when we first started 20 years ago, there was no such thing as a service fee or a booking fee. You just went online and you saw a home you liked and you called, you contacted the homeowner directly and the rest was between the two of you. I can't tell you the number of phone calls that we get from homeowners every day who are um, anxious and, and dissatisfied with the direction that some of the other uh, sites are going in um, because they, um, they are charging this fee and they are um, thereby restricting the communication between the vacationer and the homeowner. Um, and prior to booking, and it's only after the home has been booked that the email address and the phone number of the homeowner will, will be revealed, or of the vacationer rather. Um, <clears throat> so then the vacationer can uh, communicate with the homeowner and ask the questions that they really should have asked before the booking was made. Um, and that's, that's one of the biggest uh, stumbling blocks here um, and in, in this whole process. Um, the restriction of the communication really stands in the way of vacationers and homeowners establishing a rapport with each other and a trust, a mutual trust that what the home is purported to be online is really what it is in reality and you know sometimes it's unintentional a homeowner you know can't say everything on online uh, about their home and there are questions that that a vacationer might ask that would lead to their deciding in the end no this isn't the right house for me or there are questions that a homeowner might like to ask the vacationer and decide 
no, this isn't the right tenant for me. This is not the, you know, the kind of, this is not a, an appropriate fit for my home. Um, and, and so that's where the difficulty lies. Is it different, Beta? I'll ask you, is it different for us here on Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, where these truly are homes, cottages, people's homes that, you know, they've been in the family for 20 years, whereas 40 years, 50 years, I know I'm going to ask this, why I'm asking you because of your home specifically. But whereas there are other parts of the country where, like, I use Orlando as an example, where they have a condo or high rise that might have 50 of the exact same units side by side. And it's, you know, one owner might ha might own 10 of them, might own 20 of them, might even own 40 of them. But these are individual homes. I mean, the home that you, know, you grew up going to. And it, like you said, I know we've talked off um, before on a, a prior podcast of sometimes you might even talk the potential vacationer out of renting your house because of steep stairs. Talk to that a little bit because I think that's the just the importance of the communication for you as a homeowner, especially that, you know, this is your home. It's not just, yep, this is my rental property that I'm trying to make some income off of, right? Well, you hit on a, a couple of things there. Um, you know, I, I think I might just want to close the gap there, what you were referring to about this isn't a place in Orlando. This is, you know, these are uni unique homes. I just want to make sure what that people understand what you mean by that is I always say in Florida, for example, I use the expression cookie cutter, where they're all pretty much alike. You know, there isn't a, a big variety. So if you get there... And you in some have, cases. In, in, no, this no, is no, it. Absolutely, we're not painting, right. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. I meant more sort of the high-rise condo type situation, not the way it is on the Cape and Islands. Yep. And the situation that you described is right. On the Cape and Islands, although we have some condo, you know, still they're not really cookie cutter in any way. Yep. Um, it's just so critical to have that communication to, to as, as Joan alluded to, too, to make that good fit. It's, it's not just about the booking. And we don't have another one. You know, most of us only have one, one property. Um, but to establish that, that trust that she talked about is just so important. Um, kind of with that, I'll come back to you. Um, one thing I want to ask Jim, kind of on the flip side of that, you know, what was it? Was it Red Awning? Or what was yeah, the, the company that we saw, we talked about during our homeowner forum, and I actually think we might have mentioned it on a podcast previously, but you know, one of these kind of up-and-coming rental sites that just receives X amount of millions of dollars in seed money um, put directly front and center on their website the fact that, well, we don't want the communication to happen because today's world is immediate. It needs to be fast. It needs to be quick. That that just kind of goes against this whole vacation rental market thing a little bit. It does. And I think the quote that we saw online was something about the fact that is there the ability for a homeowner to vet these vacationers that inquire on their property? Can they communicate with them? And the response was something to the effect that, yeah, the expectation from the vacationer is quick and immediate access. There isn't really time to vet and, and go back and forth. So, no, you can't really communicate with them. Um, goes back to, the as you Joan mentioned, how until after the booking process is complete, then, okay, share information. But it's kind of too late at that stage. So I, I, I think it does fly in the face. I think the vacationers also want to establish some sort of communication with, with the homeowners. Um, some may be comfortable doing it online, back and forth. 
Um, but I, I really think, I mean, you're not talking about, um, you know, typically here in our area, you're talking about a long stay, so a week or more. Uh, you're not talking about one or two nights, long weekends, um, especially during the peak season. And so, you know, it, it is a substantial, it is a longer term, it may be a large family, you know, so that you're talking higher rents. Um, and, you know, I think it's a critical decision that people need to make. They need to have that communication process. Beto, I'll come back to you. I'm sorry, I forgot the other half of what you had asked me about. And it oh, was, well, I asked a loaded question, I so. It was loaded, and I was lucky to be able to remember one of the things you asked me about. <laughs> the other was uh, speaking to the trust and what you had alluded to um, that my kids tell me I actually try to, sounds like I'm trying to talk somebody out of writing our home because I talk about, bring up all the, I call them sticky wickets, something that could be an issue, maybe mm -hmm. has been in the past with one of my tenants. Um, that's so critical for that trust. As soon as I do that, I hear them just really honestly being surprised that I'm not trying to sell them something, you know, that I'm really being so transparent. Um, I don't have any facts to defend this, but I would say, and I'd like your um, feedback on this, but I would venture to say that our company maybe experiences less that that vacationers and homeowners experience less uh, fewer problems in their in the homes because they've had that communication because if you're booking blindly as jim says just quickly pushing a button and making that thing that's risky it's risky for both parties whereas if they have this open communication and total transparency up front you're so minimizing the risk for both parties when they actually arrive do you agree? Do you agree with that, Joan? I, I do, and I'm, I think can think of some examples where vacationers, after the fact, say, "Oh, I wish I had known that, you know, there was that it was near a, a busy road, or um, my I have a child with allergies, and you know, I wish I had known that there might have been a pet there be, prior to my being there, something like the in, in cases like that." Um, and although those questions could be asked um, internally on some of the other websites where they restrict the communication, it's, it's not foolproof and there are so many instances where someone, a vacationer makes a decision um, without having all the details and without having all the facts. And we just so firmly believe that homeowners and vacationers should be able to ask questions of each other and really um, set everything right. And no, they're not buying a home, but as Jim said, this is an investment. And it's, you know, it may be their one vacation in the year and they want to make a good decision. But if they're forced to make a quick decision based on insufficient information, um, it could could lead to problems. And that, that's one of the things I, I kind of want to decipher. The, the quickness and the speed of book it now. I, I want to go. I want that instant gratification. While that's all well and good, if you're not happy with your rental, mm -hmm. who cares about the book it now experience, right? I mean, we, we want to make sure that you're happy in the end, not the five minutes in the beginning, right? So that, that's kind of where it comes down to. But I want to come back to you on this one because you deal with so many of the new homeowners that come to our site, we need a vacation.com. My you know, they are either leaving one of the other sites or they're adding uh, our site to their, you know, bag of tricks, basically, in order to get uh, more vacationers on their site. What, what are some of the things you're hearing 
from different homeowners that might be either leaving or, or adding us? What are some of the things that you hear from some of the new people that are coming on? We, we know about the folks that have been on our site for a number of years, but some of them might be new to We Need a Vacation that maybe never have heard of us. What are you hearing from them about the rest of the industry in a sense? Wow, uh, you know, a lot. Good luck with and, this one again, yeah, by the way. This is fun because <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this is, it's pretty amazing. And I think Joan would agree. Um, the phones, the phone calls she gets to, the first thing is just their shock that we answer the phone on the first ring or two, mm -hmm. honestly, that we are so accessible to them. <clears throat> but <clears throat> the vitriol, if you will, that, that comes out in their voices, they are just so fed up. They said that, you know, they've, in many cases, they say, you know, it's just been getting worse over the years. I've never really been happy, but what they're doing lately is so beyond the pale. And mm -hmm. I just really, and I, I think they don't necessarily specifically mention the fees, although some do. Some, I think some homeowners, I'm not sure even realize that the other companies are charging this fee. What they're so frustrated by and really angered by is how the control of the whole booking process has been ripped from their hands. And they now have to, uh, not only this restricted communication, but the booking process has to go through the site, which incurs a fee for the homeowner. So it's it's not just the vacationers who are getting penalized by that, that service fee, mm -hmm. but if you insist on a credit card payment, it's not the vacationers that pay it, it's the homeowners. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost, um, it's overwhelming, really, the number of calls that we get and, and the the um, the emotional content of what they're saying is they're really fed up. So, oh, you want to add? Well, um, I talked to one uh, new uh, homeowner recently who said that she was, um, she had been getting inquiries through another site, but most of them were for like three night stays and she rejected all of them, thus mm. resulting in a rate of 100% rejection oh, on, wow. on the other side. And so they told her that, you know, she was a bad actor and would um, <laughs> probably, um, you know, be down, move down in the, in the search results. And she said, it, you know, I rejected them because they weren't appropriate. They were asking for a shorter stay than my required week um, minimum. So I, I think that it, um, it, it's his control that, that people object to. And um, so many of them call and just say, we long for the days when it was the way, we you know, are. we have it at we need a vacation um, the way we have it now where you know it is between the homeowner and the vacationer and mm -hmm. um, and it's um, uh, you know I, again I think Airbnb has a, they have a, a great model going you know I've used them myself to find vacation um, uh, places in you know Cuba and Your Barcelona and mm -hmm. um, and it, it you know, it worked well for me as a vacationer, but as a homeowner, um, I just don't, you know, I, I would not want the restrictions that are placed on the homeowner. With that in mind, we'll, I'll, I'll kind of end with this question. I don't know who wants to answer this, but the, the question of what can homeowners do? So with that, my homeowners here on, the, the, if they have a home on Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, and even elsewhere, 
someone in Orlando, someone in Shreveport, Louisiana, wherever that may be that has a, a vacation rental. Um, what advice do you have for those people? What should they be doing? I mean, obviously I want to tell everybody, hey, come join our site. We need vacation talk, which you should, but why? What's the reason? So you can take control of the booking process so you can you know, do away with the fees. What should they be trying to look for and, and why? Jim, I'm going to give that one to you. You know, short straw. So not, I mean, I'm sitting around amongst homeowners. I'm not a homeowner myself, so it's, it kind of <laughs> comes from knowing the industry more so than personal experience. Um, but what could homeowners do? And I think we talk about the homeowners, the need, regardless of the fees, the need to establish that relationship with the vacationers, first and foremost. Whatever system you use, whether it's we need a vacation or another third party, establish that relationship by whatever means. You might be controlled on other sites, and so you may be limited in, the, in that way, but very first thing that needs to be done is establish a relationship, understand the needs, the wants, the, the party, the makeup of your vacationer. If you don't get that established, you may not have a right fit, you may have an unhappy vacationer, but you don't set that off right away, then you know you're putting yourself at risk for a uh, not a great fit with the with that with that vacationer um, or with that stay. And the end result is you know all this establishing of the relationship to make sure that you have a good fit. What's the end goal? Obviously, for them to have a great experience, to to be to just have a great time at your home, to leave a nice guest review. To want to come back or at least recommend your home to other friends and family uh, but it, all those pieces start with that relationship building up front uh, and and whether if you could do it by phone do it uh, all the better um, and and so I think uh, that, that was, those are my recommendations from from afar I don't know Joan awesome very cool all right want to thank you guys so much for sitting in this room in the middle of January. Appreciate Elizabeth Weed and Joan Talmadge, Jim Reese. I am Tyler Pyburn. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to the Vacation Rental Homeowner Podcast. If it's your first time joining us, check out some of our other content. If not, you'll hear us next time. Take care. <laughs>